0: he is He is so good, isn't he? far out um, th- this has been you know there's just such a a sense of um, him speaking in the moment what he's been speaking to me um, through the week and and his word is not just like words it's not um something out there. It's something that is designed to um, come in and change, rearrange, and completely transform us. And the the actual scripture that he's laid on my heart to share with you today is is Hebrews 11, 3. Um, By faith we understand... By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. <laughs> you know this. This is so powerful because we've just had a demonstration of it. You know, um, the thing with this this particular scripture is it's first in a long list that happens in Hebrews 11. So Hebrews 11, we often talk about the heroes of faith. So that it's sort of a list of all these people that lived by faith. And we've had the explanation of what faith is at the beginning, and then this verse happens. And it's, this is something that has really struck me over the last few months and really shifted a whole lot of stuff that we understand by faith because of something that was set in motion. There was a pattern and a model that was set in motion by this example. Okay? So what was it? That God spoke and the world was created. That he didn't take something from somewhere and make the world from it he spoke his word came and he spoke and so what we see came from the unseen realm the invisible realm now we we that becomes the Foundation, if you like, the foundation and the understanding of something that allows us to come into his ways because he actually does that for everything. So he speaks from an unseen realm and it forms and creates something in the seen realm. So the, the, the amazing thing is that the word prepare means to, to, let me see if I can find this right, means to fit out, equip and put in order, arrange and adjust. It's interesting, isn't it? A fit out, fit for purpose. Now, there's an obvious correlation here because the bride is also fit out and prepared and made ready. How is she fit out and prepared and made ready? By the word that he's spoken from the unseen realm being received in our hearts by faith, doing a work in us and causing a reality in the seen realm. It can't happen any other way. To me, that is massive. It's absolutely massive, because it means that it's all dependent on my sight. Because that's what faith is, isn't it? It's sight of things that aren't seen. Just the substance, the the actual sight for things that are in this invisible realm. And he gives it to us as we ask and seek and knock. He doesn't give it to us as we try and work it out and understand it because they're unseen things. Okay? He, he lives in an invisible realm and we don't understand it because our natural senses, our sense of sight and smell and touch and, and hearing taste, all these things, they are geared to give us evidence of what's in the material world, right? But faith is what he's given us, is the sense in us that sees what's unseen. And so it becomes evidence now by faith, not by these other senses. It becomes like those senses as, and and he shows us how to live by faith right and and it becomes enlightened and switches on if you like at the new birth he gives us the Holy Spirit and it's like whoosh. now we start to see and of course the the big thing is do we continue in that way of seeing by faith or do we kind of live from another, the what we have known previously, which is living by sight, you know, by all these senses and what we understand and what we can sort out and who said what and and all of those things, or do we live from the the sight that he's given us on the internal, which is of the unseen things? So... All of the things that we've been singing about are are pointing to this. amazing, actually. Just incredible how he's done that, eh? We know that without faith it's impossible to please God. Is that because he's fussy? You know, is it, oh, no, you've got to please me a certain way? No, it's because... We can't see him, and we can't see his realm if we don't have faith. So we are going to be constantly coming to our own conclusions about stuff. And, and his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Our, even our righteous acts are like filthy rags, like our by by very nature, our, our nature is completely corrupt we haven 't a hope of of seeing him, let alone pleasing him, unless he opens these eyes of ours, these eyes of faith and the beautiful thing is that he does this by the word doesn 't he, and so he has set it up for us as a win um, as we come and we realize that we can't do it any other way yeah and we ask him so uh, this is this is the way that faith grows as we ask and we seek and we knock and he starts opening our eyes and we believe what he's saying and we come into that so you know when he is preparing the bride he's preparing her for his purpose and to what he sees about her, yeah? So those things need to be revealed to us, obviously. That's part of what he reveals through his word. So we come back to the word is spoken and produces what is seen out of what is unseen. So the word is spoken to us and produces in us something that comes from his realm, so he needs to reveal it, what his purpose is. And all of these things are spoken through his great and precious promises. Everything is spoken. And you know what happens when, when f- faith is revealed, uh, like you, you get that sight, is that you have an ability now to live from the unseen realm. It's weird, eh? So instead of living from earth to heaven, you're living from heaven to earth. That's the actual reality that he has always had in his mind, that we would come into a a totally different way, operating system. So that's what it is to live by faith and not by sight. Live by sight is to live by all these understandings of the world, but to live by faith is to live by what he's revealed of the unseen realm. He's established so many things. I found these these cool uh, things about all the things that he's actually done and finished. Finito, all done, before even the foundation of the world. We kind of get all agitated and think he's got to do it now. Um, so... Here's one, John 17, 24, Jesus is talking and he said, You, Father, loved me before the foundation of the world. So we have a love relationship well before the world was formed. Father and Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 20. He, Christ, was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared. Ah, the word coming from the unseen to the seen. So he's appeared in the seen realm for the sake of you. Me, you, us, so that your faith and hope are in God. Okay? So the the whole purpose was so that he could bring us into this realm. <laughs> we would see where he lives, how he lives, and we would be redeemed from living in the seen realm, in their fleshly way, and be brought into this glorious freedom of the the children of God, which he already had in plans. Let's have a look, what else? So Ephesians 1.4, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, but I wasn't even here. How can he choose me before I wasn't even here? Ah, Because you see, no such thing with time is there with him. He has it in his heart. And we get all hung up on these things. But he has chosen us before the foundation of the world in Christ. And what was his purpose? That we would be holy and blameless. How do we become holy and blameless? Through Christ. Through Christ. Our righteousness is not not. By doing things, ticking the right boxes, our righteousness is by faith for what Christ has done. And the holy and blameless, the process of sanctification, that also is done through faith, because we see who he, he sees us to be like, and that word enters into us and pre- creates that, creates that. Holiness creates that set-apartness, creates that positional, and we'll see there's so many things that he has said about us. So we start living from what he's said about us, not what we see. Yeah? Totally different way of living. Revelation 13.8 and 17.18 both talk about um, that the names are written in the book of life before the foundation of the world. Wow, it's amazing. And I love this, this one here in Matthew thirteen thirty five, And this is Jesus talking about. This was to fulfill, they've been talking about the fact that he's talking in parables. Really interesting. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. And that is a really interesting thing because that's quoting from Psalm 73, one, But the part that he quotes is only the first part. He adds the second part. So what's in 70, three two is, I will open my mouth in parables. But what Jesus says is, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. So he has come from the unseen realm and appeared in the scene realm, and now he's uttering things. So you better believe when he says something, he is uttering the mysteries that have been hidden. And it's the power of his word, the word of Christ. He is the word. It's the power of the word in us that brings us into the revelation of the things that were hidden for us. So powerful, isn't it? You know, First Corinthians 2.9 talks about things like this that we didn't know. So things which eye has not seen, all our normal senses, ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him you ever wondered about what that is? What is the all that God has prepared for us? It's so, um, when he starts to open your eyes to it, it's like, what? And it's, it, it is so much bigger than anything because it can't ha- enter our heart unless the Holy Spirit opens our heart to see it. Hmm. Huh. In Hebrews 4, um, right at the end there, he's talking about his rest. And we'll talk about that a bit later. But um, he he says, for we who have believed enter that that rest, just as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. So there's such confidence that... W- it puts us in a different perspective. If we know things are done, we're we're not grasping at something to be done. We come into what has been done by Father. It just gets our yes and amen. It's very powerful. So the the amazing thing is and and this is so foundational is that everything comes from God and goes back to God. So the whole everything, the purpose for creation, the purpose that he has for you and I, his whole eternal purpose, it always has come from him and it's going back to him. So it's not about us, And our purpose going to him and getting something back from him. Do you see what I mean? It's the other way around. So it's his word in us that does the work, not our work for him that changes us. Heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. It's a different operating system, isn't it? So what has been the operating system of, of the natural world? What is it? Natural sight, natural understanding, natural working out um, rationale of various things. And all God given, but it's not how we come into the things of the spirit, not how we come into who we are designed to be. You see, that doesn't give us sight for how he sees us. That just gives us sight of how we perceive ourselves or how other people perceive us. And, and thus we get lots of issues, don't we? Because <laughs> it's all got to do with how we see things, you know? And so he has, he has made a way for us to come into the things of the Spirit come to the things of his realm where there aren't issues like that. <laughs> and we can accept the love that he has for us. We can accept what he's saying about us, who he says we are, on his terms, according to what he says, not what sounds nice and we'll take that, but we won't take that. You know, it's just like we'll take all the good stuff, but... I'm not going to surrender to you. <laughs> um, I'll take all the things that you say you're going to do for me, but I'm not going to accept that actually I'm completely unable to do anything for myself and I have to lose control. <laughs> you know, let's, let's be aware that he is God, and he understands all things. And he is the one that needs to do this work in us. Powerful stuff, eh? Um, this operating system, it was funny. I was reading uh, in Luke 12, and and verse 32, 34 says, uh, this is Jesus talking, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. See, this is plan before the foundation of the world. And he says, sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves money belts which do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I was thinking, what, what's this money belt thing, Lord? why do we need money belts for heaven, you know? And he was saying, it, it's not money belts, Sandra. Mm. <laughs> it's an operating system, you know? It's the same thing as when I talk about new wineskins. So the, 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 you have to, li- like you've been walking around with a money belt and your operating system has been the currency is money in the scene realm, there's another money belt to put on, and the currency is my word, <laughs> and it's, it causes you to live in my realm, and it's a totally different money. It's a totally different operating system, rather, because it receives from me. It's not. Um, it's not temporal. It has a different sight and a different. Um, outcome, completely different outcome. It causes my life to come into you and change you and produce my life in you that people will see, that will be demonstrated. Um, Just like I spoke and formed the world out of what was unseen and it became seen, I speak and out of the unseen becomes this unseen reality is now demonstrated in you. That is that is the pattern. The unseen realm is now demonstrated in you because of my word coming in and transforming you. That's partly why what our purpose is, isn't it? It's to demonstrate the manifold wisdom of God. It's to be the the Living testimony of a living word that has done work in us, has transformed us. It's made us a people that weren't a people before. It's causing us to live and have fruit out of us that we didn't have before, that we couldn't produce of ourselves. So it causes peace to be there when there wouldn't have been peace, it causes love to come when we're slapped around. It causes joy to be there no matter what we go through. The substance of the kingdom of heaven, as it is in the kingdom of heaven, it is in us as we receive his word. (laughs) So our our eyes need to be open to what his purpose is, and I, I haven't gone into that in great detail, but if you would like to listen to some of the things that have been happening at banquet over the last few weeks, you will come, if you go and ask and seek and knock, he will reveal what his purpose is. And to me, that is probably one of the prime things that has radically changed me. So I now have a a reason for being here. That he changes how we see ourselves because we start to see him as he sees us. And so what we're saying our yes and amen to is real important. This this comes down to nuts and bolts in the everyday life, doesn't it? You see, he has created... A new man. Let, let me read this. Ephesians four twenty-one to 24. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside your old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, listen to this, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Has been created. It is finished. It is done. It's been created by God, just like he made the world. You see, the reality is that I think, for a lot of us, and I'm speaking for myself, and I have spent so, so long doing this, thinking that I've somehow got to reform my old self. I've got to fix it. And that's not what he's saying here. He's saying lay it aside. So it's not about fixing our old self because our old self is fallen. It is completely kaput. Completely, um, the, the whole nature of it, the iniquity in it is corrupted and is leading to corrupt it, corruption. It's a bit like the whole of the world atrophies. You know, everything dies. Is that the right word? Atrophies? So everything, everything dies. But in the kingdom, everything is alive and never dies. So he has given us a new man that he has made in the likeness of himself. But he needs to renew our mind to what has been done. So that we when we receive the revelation of wow. You call me that? You have, you've put me where? You've got what in me? <laughs> that we can come and our minds be renewed. So instead of our minds going in circles about how sinful and poor and terrible and, and hopeless we are, and we're trying to beat ourselves up to be just a bit, a bit stronger... We actually relinquish the control and say, you have done this amazing thing, and I no longer live for me. The life I no longer live, it says, I no longer live. I no longer live. But the life I live, I now live by what? Faith in Jesus. It's a different life. And it is made According to him, he's created it and he wants us to come into it so that, like I say, we come into this place and this is, the, this is the renewing of the mind process because we can't just, oh yeah, 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 I believe, I believe, I believe. We've actually got to allow that work to come in and do the work because we don't know why we don't believe that. He's got to show us, actually, you've got this whole system in your and let me fix it. That's cool. I can do that. No problem. But it's going to be my word of what I have shown you, what, who I have called you to be, that's going to do that work. If you receive it. And then we live from the unseen realm toward the seen realm. <laughs> he, he's been showing me this quite a lot. There's... Um, there was an, a, a, a time just recently um, that I was just in the situation where I was surrounded by lots of the scene realm operating systems, okay, of um, needing to be in control, needing to fix, um, lots of fear, lots of anxiety in this um, situation with people I was walking with. and And... Um It was all kind of very dark, pressured, um, really unhappy, deeply unhappy. And you know, I was praying praying into it, Lord, you know, can, can I speak something that's going to just release some life? And he, he showed me the thing about where I 'm seated. And it just it just did something completely in my heart. And so it talks um we could probably go to these. Sorry, I'm skipping a bit there, Rob, you're doing really well. So Ephesians <coughs> Ephesians one, nineteen to twenty-one says there um they are in accordance with the working of the strength uh, sorry these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, one of the translations, every title that is bestowed, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And then he, he took me to Ephesians 2.6, which talks about him having raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. So it's one thing to believe that Christ has been raised up and given this place that is far above all these principalities and powers, these rulers, these workings, these systems these ways of operating, these things that raise themselves up against the knowledge of God, these vain imaginations that say it must be done this way. We are in control. We will we will, sort it and do it. And he's raised us up with him and seated us up with him in heavenly places. What that does is mean that this, the stuff that was so rampant does not overwhelm us because nothing nothing can unseat us so when that that revelation came it was just like this has, this has no effect on me because I'm not under it I'm above it, not in a lording it over, it's not that, it's just that there is this incredible thing that he has done, that he's placed us in a place where we are safe and secure, nothing can unseat us, and from that place we minister with the love of God and the truth of God into what has yet to be redeemed and brought into life. And it's so powerful. It's it so sort of set the whole um, thing at rest in me. Um, and it was the working of that word. So there was the, I guess, the demonstration of what I'm trying to speak about. He talks about rest, coming into his rest and, and again, this, is, this to me is one of the prophets of receiving the gospel. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why I've said that term. You ever listen to this? Hebrews 4, 1 to 2. Therefore, let us fear if while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it wasn't united by faith in those who heard. So he wants to bring us into rest. That will be this position of the bride, who realizes she can't work and get it herself, and she really realizes it. You know that that work is done. I can speak of I can speak of it, because he's had to do the work in me, because I was working, 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 and I was not at rest. The operating systems of the world are so entangled in us, he needs to do the work by the word to free us from those, to cut us out of those things in truth, in the reality of it, not in just the, I I know that, I know that. It's like, can we live it? Can we demonstrate it? Not because we've tried hard, but because he's done this thing that we couldn't do, no matter how hard we tried. It's that rest that he has for us, and that is the, this, it's a, it's a profit, it's a profit to us. It, it, it benefits us, this word, because we come into this place where we're no longer striving, we're no longer trying. And he has set us free from the operating systems that are in the world and seated us in a place where we operate from a different, a different place, We actually operate from a different money belt, if you like. All of this is a process. It's not just a, like, one day I got it, and from then on I was just here. Do you know what I mean? But it it, it radically changes us, and it causes us to be so um, incredibly dependent on him and our relationship with him because he is the only source of life. He's the only one that can actually bring us into and transform us, the things that we've wanted to transform for years. I so wanted to, even before I became a Christian. I wanted to change this and this and this and this. I had it all sorted and I was going to try hard. And I, you know, and I I just, he miraculously revealed himself, but I found myself responding in exactly the same way even after I became a Christian. You know, I had the the spirit in me and I could hear him, but I didn't come fully into understanding that it was him doing the work. <laughs> so there's so many things that he's promised for us to come into. You know, what what is every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? Do we know? we care? I suggest it's worth seeking seeking out that one. (laughs) What is the reality of living from the resurrection power that's raised him? What's the reality of that? Not just the knowledge of it, what's the reality of that? See, he has got these, he has had it in his heart, before the foundation of the world, that we would live from that reality? What is the hope of his calling? Go and listen to banquet notes. Yeah? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? What is his, passing, his surpassing power in us who believe? Hmm. The the amazing thing is that when he shows us this and I believe he's showing it to us very clearly and he has been but I pray that if this is something that's just going there is something more like Ollie, we say, Ollie was saying there is every possibility it's like Really? That's for me? Yes. If we ask and seek and knock, there is endless, limitless, of what He has got to show us. His purpose for us, ultimately, His eternal purpose, would have us operating in such a way that. This is sure knowledge, absolutely sure knowledge. To reign and rule with Christ, how do you do that if you don't know these things? How do you do that if you haven't come into understanding what his purpose is? How do you prepare yourself and give your life for him to do this work in us? How do you see yourself, let alone anybody that you might be caring for, if this hasn't been worked in us. And so our lives on earth have a purpose for us to come into these mysteries that Jesus spoke that had been hidden from the beginning of the earth. And to come into not just a knowledge of them in our head, but a living reality of them that is demonstrated in our life. That's our journey here. It's it's an awesome journey. You know, Jesus said the the very first thing that he was tempted on was something to do with the word, wasn't it? So, you know, make the bread go into, uh, sorry, make the stones go into bread, right? So what did he reply? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Right at the beginning, he was establishing what had been established by God through the prophets, through his workings with um, the Israelites, bringing them out of, of Egypt. You see in Deuteronomy 8, that's where those words come from, that I took you out of Egypt and I humbled you. There we have the way. I humbled you and caused you to be hungry. And then I fed you. Food and bread that your forefathers did not know. That you would know. All of that for one purpose. That you would know. What? That man does not live by bread alone. He's not to live here, but by every word that comes. That's our life. It's our life source. And so the opening of our eyes to, wow, that's our life source, then we start to receive his word and and allow it to do the changes in us, and it causes the very thing it was sent for. So in the beginning, you know, by faith we understand that God created by his word from the unseen and made it come into the seen. He, he created all the worlds like that, and he continues, that is the process, that he continues to do that, So we now have the opportunity to come into all that he has already done, already finished, already proclaimed from the unseen realm, and allow it to come into our hearts so that we live demonstrating the unseen realm in the seen realm. Our eyes, where are they going to be fixed now? Where are they going to be fixed once we've caught a hold of that, let's have a look. Uh, can I see it? Second Corinthians four, sixteen to eighteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Huh. We're still here, but we definitely don't lose heart. But th- though our outer man is decaying, stuff stills happening yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. How's it being renewed? Because we're feeding. We're feeding from him. Christ himself in us is the hope of glory. He's feeding us from the unseen realm. For momentary light afflictions, all the stuff of life, which is not going to stop, it's going to carry on, is producing for us Maybe that's why it carries on. It's producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look where? Not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They're going to pass away. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So you see, our whole life comes from that source. And that means that the stuff of life, like I was just sharing about that thing, doesn't overwhelm us because we are seated in another place. Our substance is in another place because his word has found entrance and has caused life to come. Becomes an overcoming life, doesn't it? Which is what he's, he's saying. The gates of hell will not, will not come against that. What I'm building. I'm going to finish with one scripture in, in Psalm 46. I keep on coming back to this. This seems to be a favorite. <laughs> because it is a picture of the journey. So if Psalm 46 is this tumult complete and utter chaos in the scene realm. And we've got a people saying, God is my refuge and strength, very present help in trouble. They truly have God as their refuge and strength. They don't just say it. All of their things have been stripped away and it's only God that is their refuge and strength. And here is, is this position. There's a river, this is the river of God, whose streams make glad the city of God. His spirit makes us glad. There's joy that bubbles up, that overflows, that doesn't run out. He doesn't have a problem with drought. (laughs) The holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. In the midst of us is, is the Father is the Holy Spirit, and guess what? She's not going to be moved. That's the work of this Word. This is what He does. What He's wanting to do. What He's been crying out: "Will you let me build you?" For however many years it is in this in this um, church family, nine years or so. And you know, I just pray that you get your eyes open. <laughs> like he's opening my eyes and has opened my eyes, that we would allow him to do this, um, this work that only he can do, but it literally changes our position. So we're no longer crying out from earth to heaven, but we have this understanding that we're actually living from heaven to earth. Amen?